All right, and joining us now is a friend of the station, Jim O'Connell, the National College Basketball Writer for the AP. Jim, thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon. Oh, no problem. Glad to do it. Yeah, on this great day of basketball. Personally, I think, you know, I was saying it before, I think it's the best day of the tournament, so let's get right into it. Florida, they're the only number one to make the Final Four, but Wisconsin, they're the high seed at two. So that uh, leaves UConn and Kentucky. Who are you more surprised to see there, the seventh seed UConn or the eighth seed Kentucky? Uh, well, I think it's definitely got to be Kentucky because of the way their season went. Uh, you know, they were the preseason number one, and, and that's our fault. That You know, you can't pin that on the kids. That was the, the media and the public, you know, saying that it was such a talented freshman class. Uh, that they were good enough to be up there at number one. And, you know, then they were going through the troubles that freshmen go through. And, you know, usually most teams are only adding two freshmen, maybe three at the most. Uh, well, they, they added five. And except for the Fab Five in, in 92, no one's ever done what they've ever done. Uh, they were so low. Uh, you know, people had just written them off totally. That uh, people were thinking they might not even make the tournament, and then uh, something happened when they were playing Florida in that SEC championship game, and everything just clicked. And and here they come. And it's uh, you know, it's one of those deals. Nobody knows what this team's going to be like today. Uh, you know, when you have a veteran team, they can walk out on the court, and you can and you can say, well, we know they're going to do this or they're going to do that. When you have a team with five freshmen. Nobody knows, and uh, so that's going to be the thing, and I, and I think that's what makes them the real surprise team is that uh, with five freshmen, uh, we just never thought we'd see another Fab Five do it, but these guys have done it. Uh, we don't have a clever name for them, uh, but <laughs> they do deserve a lot of credit for getting where they are. Maybe you'll be the writer to create the uh, creative name for them, right? <laughs> I, I've run out of good ideas a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, you look at Kentucky and – I think what's most shocking is K-State is a very good team. Wichita State, 30-plus game winning streak undefeated. Louisville, defending national champions. Michigan, a lot of people thought that they'd be making it to the Final Four. I mean, could you imagine a tougher route to make it to Dallas than what they've gone through? No, and especially when you put in, you know, Wichita State, the, the circumstances around that game, you know, the Wichita State was unbeaten, uh, you know, and, and they just, it, Wichita State had a chance to win the game, and Kentucky found a way to win it. And, and that's something usually you talk about with experienced teams. You know, young teams, uh, they're going to win because they just overpower people and they out-talent people. Uh, that was a game where they found a way to win. And then when you really have to give credit, the Louisville game, which takes it off the whole new, you know, the Yankees, Red Sox, uh, anybody you want to put that's one of the great rivalries in sports, and to put that much pressure on him in Indianapolis, you know, all those people in, in Lucas Oil Dome, uh, and, and they found a way down seven with four minutes to go, and they come back to win the game. And that's when you say to yourself, these guys could be on that special ride. And then they play Michigan. They come up with a great play at the end of the game. Andrew Harrison buries that three. Uh, Aaron Harrison buries that three uh, with LaVert coming right at him. I mean, it was, you know, LaVert did some great defense. They hit it. They made it. Uh, you know, you have to think that there's something about this team that's a little different, and, and they're so young uh, in the way they get there. But you're right, that, that road, you can go back and look. Uh, you know, when Arizona won it all back in 96, they beat three number one seeds on the way to the title. Wow. And, and that was always considered one of the most impressive runs of all time. This one that these guys are putting together to get here. And then if you add in, you know, you look at it, you know, they're, they're playing Wisconsin, which is a totally different team than anyone else they played. Uh, and John Calipari is going to have to get him ready somehow. And I think that it's a case of, you know, these kids, they get it and they understand it. And the big thing for Kentucky is if you look at the last few games, they've really started to play defense. They've really come out. 
Uh, the Harrisons are putting a lot of pressure on people on the perimeter. It's helping Randall inside, and they have to do it, you know, having lost Willie Cauley-Steinman after the ankle injury. But uh, the way they're doing things, it, it's just really impressive. But you have to keep adding in the phrase for a freshman group because that's the thing. You just don't expect freshmen to do the things these guys are doing right now. Jim O'Connell, the National College basketball writer for the AP, joining us. Now looking over at the other matchup, Florida and UConn. The Gators, they entered tonight's game on a 30-game win streak, but their last loss, ironically, was against UConn in December. So who should have the confidence, confidence entering tonight's game? Uh, well, you know, it's amazing. You mentioned that game. I, I was up there for that game and covered it. And uh, the last time Florida lost, there were still 23 shopping days until Christmas. Oh, my I mean, goodness. think about that. <laughs> it, that is it, a it's stat. incredible. That is yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that game, what people, uh, and I wrote about it yesterday so that people don't forget about it, but that game was with about five minutes to go in the game. Uh, Scotty Wilbekin, who is everything to Florida, he just runs the whole show on both ends of the court. Uh, he hurt his ankle. And he left the game and never came back. So Florida finished that game without their point guard, without their leader. And they also didn't have Casey Hill that game. Chris Walker wasn't eligible yet. So it's a really different Florida team than played up in stores. Uh, I think that's the kind of game that, uh, you know, maybe they watch some of it on tape. I could see both coaches taking the tape out and saying, here's what we did well. Definitely Connecticut showing the tape of Napier hitting the game-winning shot from the free throw line at the DeAndre Daniels tipped the ball back out to him. So uh, it, it's one of those, I don't know if either team's going to take a whole lot from that game. I think what Florida is, is now, they're, they're the hottest team in the country, obviously, on a 30-game winning streak. Everything's just clicking for them. Uh, they're such a veteran team. Yesterday at the news conferences, uh, they walked up on the podium, and, and, and they looked kind of like they were all there, just on business. They were professionals coming in. And uh, where you look at other guys, and you say, those are kids up there. Florida doesn't look that way. And they're a big, tough team. But, you know, you look at their front line, and you say that they're going to be able to dominate Connecticut. Well, Michigan State thought that, too. Michigan State had a tremendous front line. And then in each regional final, Connecticut just dominated them inside. Uh, Philip Nolan, who's the most unheralded of the Connecticut players, did a tremendous job against Adrian Payne, forced him out to take 27 threes. Payne took 10 of them. They had him out there. So, And, and I think that they have an advantage. Florida's not going to go out there. So I think what we're going to see is every, everyone's going to be looking at Napier and Wilbekin as the stars of this game. We're going to be watching the backcourt. I think watch the frontcourt in this game, and that's going to be the difference. If Connecticut plays where they did against Michigan State, I think we're going to have a really good game here. And uh, it's going to be up to Patrick Young on Florida to try to find a way to dominate inside. And uh, so I think that's why this game, you're looking at it as a backcourt game, but I think it's going to be decided by the frontcourt. Well, and certainly Patrick Young is a guy for Florida who's going to have to try and take it to the UConn front line. But you look at a guy like DeAndre Daniels, and is he a guy who can match up and, and try and score some points, some easy buckets down low for UConn? And, try and help out that, that front court that's a little bit smaller, obviously, than Florida, a little overmatched maybe? Right, and I think that's what he did when they beat Iowa State in the regional semifinals. He had that great game, 27 points and mm -hmm. 11 rebounds. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's the kind of player 
that takes what's there. He's not a dominating player. He realizes it's his role on this team. And, and I think that if there's anything available and he can go get it, because as soon as he did that in the Iowa State game, that opened things up for Bold Wright and Napier. And, and when they can get going and start moving in the open court and do things, they're a totally different team. So uh, Daniels is going to be a big key for him. He's, and I think from just talking to him during the season, covering a bunch of UConn games, uh, he, he started to come out of the shell as, as, as a person even. And uh, he's a lot more, uh, you know, confident as he's talking to people. And I think that translates onto the court form. So, uh, you know, it, it, what happens in the Final Four, I found out over all the years of covering this thing, we always come in all the time and we have the stars on the team. So the guys who we designated, this is the guy who carries this team. This is the guy who's going to do it. Well, most of the time, it is a co-star who comes up and has that huge game. And I think Daniels is the perfect guy to do that. Out of the four teams, I think he's got the best chance to be the co-star who could really come in, get that performance, and get his team to the championship game. Jim O'Connell, the National College Basketball Writer for the AP with us. Jim, I think this is a really interesting aspect of the tournament, but uh, keeping with UConn, how much of an advantage do you think it was that the Huskies had their Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games at the Garden, and then how much do you think it will affect their play now that they're in Texas? Uh, I think the biggest way it's going to affect them is that uh, when you play in a place like Madison Square Garden, and especially the Connecticut players that all played there, haven't been in the Big East until this year, and uh, and, and they played at, uh, two games there this year when they won the uh, uh, one of the preseason tournaments at the Garden. But I, I think when you play in a place like that and then you come to, to AT&T Stadium here, you can't believe how big this place is. I mean, it's just, I've been in all the big stadiums, and I've been in, this place is just, it's incredible how big it is inside. And the players all say it's not going to affect their shooting, but I think it's got to. The background is just so different. And I think of all the teams that have come in, Connecticut having been comfortable in, in the round of 16 and around the eight, now it's just a little bit different. Kentucky, on the other hand, is coming from having played in Lucas Oil Stadium, which is, you know, venue. just as big, and they're yeah. going to have a, they have a break there. So, uh, you know, a building can make a difference of where you play, but nobody has a home court advantage in the Final Four because it's just so big. You know, there's going to be 80,000 people here. Uh, there's not going to be a real home court advantage for anybody in terms of fans. So, uh, you know, I think those are the kind of things that when you get here, the players put that all aside to start. Uh, they realize that it, it, it's different. The court's raised. It's not the normal way you play a game. But once the game starts, they just get into it. Uh, you know, that, that's what it is. It's just a basketball game and on. Well, and I come from Big Ten country, so I want to go back for a moment and just hit on Wisconsin because we didn't talk about them much. Frank Kaminsky obviously is one of the guys who makes things go for them, but what kind of odds do you give them to try and make a run here? It's going to be tough to have to play what is a underseeded for their talent uh, Kentucky team to start, but what do you think their odds are of potentially getting a, a championship up to Wisconsin? Uh, I think they have a, a, a much better chance than people are giving them. You know, they're the kind of team that people don't know everybody on the team. It's not, uh, there are no true stars, but Kaminsky's become a star in here, and he's just an impossible matchup for a college team. You have a seven-footer who likes to go outside and take threes and come inside with uh, that unorthodox way he uses his arms, and he's got such long arms. Uh, and, and I think one of the big things in this, you know, Kentucky's not going to have Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, he had the ankle injury against Louisville. 
Uh, he's walking around. He's not doing any running. He just has a boot on his foot. So I think he's pretty much a, the, 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 they're saying he's not definitely out yet, but I don't think he's going to play. Coley Stein could have gone outside with Kaminsky. He could have gone out to the three-point line with him, got him his way, not played him, have that open shot. Uh, now you don't want Randall going out there if he's going to cover him. So that means Kentucky would have to bring somebody else off the bench. Uh, and even though Lee played well in, in the regional final, uh, I, I think they're going to really miss Coley Stein. What what Wisconsin's going to need is now you think Kaminsky's going to be able to get his points. Who else is going to get those points? Is Bruss going to come up and hit some shots? Is Jackson going to be more uh, authoritative on offense and win and get things? So uh, I think Wisconsin, and, and the big thing about Wisconsin is coming in here, a Bo Ryan team, as long as he's been there, has always been predicated on defense. You know, you'd be used to the final score would be in the 40s and 50s, and they could find a way to get the win. This team likes to get out and score. They're up in the high 70s. Uh, they're going to score just the way that, that uh, Kentucky does. So uh, I think we're going to watch them try to get out early and get the lead. Because, you know, usually in college basketball, the first – couple of media timeouts until we get there to kind of feeling each other out. It's not really the, the critical point of the game for most games. I think this case it is for Wisconsin. They had to get out, score early, show Kentucky they can score from different places, and then it's going to really be a different game going down. So I keep your eye on Kaminsky, but again, those co-stars, they're really big, and they have to find a way to help those guys out. All right, Jim, before we let you go, what are your picks? Who do you have winning the two matchups today? Well, I uh, looking at it yesterday, and I made the picks. I, I was thinking that Connecticut and Wisconsin, and uh, usually I'm wrong, so that'd be great news for Florida and Kentucky. And uh, but uh, but I think <laughs> Connecticut, uh, you know, yeah, they, they have enough weapons that they can find a way to do it, and uh, and I think they can. Uh, I'm also a believer that winning streaks have to end eventually, and and this is the kind of place where I could see Florida's winning streak end. And in the other game, I just think Kaminsky. Uh, it's going to really cause some matchup problems for them. And I know Kentucky's more talented, and they're going to be around in the NBA for a lot longer. But uh, I think this one night out here, uh, I think Wisconsin has enough to find a way to beat them and, and just outscore them. So then if those are your picks, then who would you have, Wisconsin or UConn, for the national ch- national championship? Uh, boy, that that would be a tough game. And, again, it's it's some really good matchups. But uh, you know what? I, I, I think Bo Ryan, uh, sometimes coaches come into the, into the Final Four and uh, you can just kind of feel that it's their weekend and there's something there. And uh, the way Bo Ryan was talking yesterday and the way he's just uh, acting and the way his team is acting, I just have a feeling about these guys. And uh, it'll be a great story. You know what? Any of these four would be, from my point of view, of having to cover this and everybody that's here, uh, any of these four, they're, they're great stories, whether it's the freshman in Kentucky or the, the seniors to get Billy Donovan his third title, Kevin Ollie getting his in his second year and keeping the program up, coming back from that year off last year, Bo Ryan as the old coach coming in with four Division three national championships. Uh, they'd all be a great story, and I'll take any of them. I just hope we get uh, three good games out of this weekend. All right. Thanks so much, Jim. Hopefully we do, and uh, enjoy the Final Four. Okay, you got it. Take it easy, guys. All right, wonderful. And then uh, once again, we, of course, thank Jim O'Connell for joining us, taking some time on this very busy day. And that was Jim O'Connell, the National College basketball writer for the AP as we get ready for the Final Four action happening later today.